Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 226 on Tuesday the 18th of December 2018. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And this week, where Billy Munger rightfully won an award at BBC Sports Personality, we'll be talking about knights in shining armour apparently come from Yorkshire. We'll also be asking how bloody will the Rebel Alliance Civil War get? And we find out how well, if at all, we can see into the future. I think it's more a case of working out who's the Empire and who are the rebels. <laughs> middle one. Anyway. <laughs> right. First up, Stack. though, good news. Stacks let's of let's start. We have, a, we have a ton of stuff to discuss tonight, but let us start with something happy and something we never thought we were going to discuss, actually, after last week. <laughs> no. I was going to be surprised if this happened after last week, but yeah. there we go. But, I, I mean, I think we were discussing it before we hit record, though. I think it just goes to prove the power of this podcast because the Bloodhound SSC project has now been saved, thanks to Ian Warhurst, a Yorkshire-based entrepreneur or businessman, as we call them in the real world. That sounds really dodgy. Yes. Sorry. Any time one who's called a businessman or an entrepreneur is really a way of saying it's a dodgy person who does loan sharking. Yeah. What he actually does is he owns a company based in Barnsley called Mellet, which builds turbocharger repair kits and sells them globally and does all sorts of cool stuff. So proper engineering company there and not just some kind of venture capitalist well, that's it, because cool. he's a mechanical engineer uh, by training, according to Bloodhound's own uh, press release here that I have linked in the show notes. It's just awesome news that it's it's got a, a lease of life again, you know, the Phoenix and Flames, et cetera, et cetera, all the other cliches we can probably come up with that others may have done already. So mm-hmm. let's not repeat them. But I am absolutely delighted. And he actually goes to say in this article that, and I'm quoting here, I have been overwhelmed by the level of interest and messages of goodwill following the news that I have bought Bloodhound. It is clear how much this unique British project means to people all around the world. My family and I have been supporters too for many years, and I'm delighted to have been able to safeguard the business and assets. So that's that's what we all wanted to see. That's what you know we were frightened of when we were discussing it last week is yeah. can we no longer do these things but it looks like we we may well i mean even even if they don't succeed in what they're aiming for i think it's a phenomenal project and is definitely something that was worth it is worth going for yeah it's um remember the project itself actually the car and the engineering is pretty much done that's the thing it's all designed it's all pretty much built uh, it's really a case of of actually running the attempt, um, give or take, yeah. Uh, because the, the the desert in South Africa has been cleared of stones. There's been all sorts of stuff has happened. It's already uh, really it's a case of making sure you've got the funds to actually do the attempt yep. and do it properly. And that was what what stopped them because it's not going to be cheap to ship it out there. Let alone the army of people that will be needed, and then the the buckets of spare parts just in case things go wrong while they're out there. Mm-hmm. I mean that that that's it's you know they're effectively taking a race car, aren't they? So you just look at the paraphernalia for a Formula One race team, and then amplify that several By a times couple anyway. because of the the cutting edge nature of this. Well, you say that, but in actual fact, I would imagine there's there's going to be the core team is going to be smaller than that of an F one team. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because British, <laughs> you know. 
I mean, if it was America, they'd be building a whole extra bonus temporary city out there, but it's not. It's the UK, so it'll be, you know, they'll have to take a couple of Wix sheds out there just so everyone feels at home. Make Great Britain again. <laughs> Shall we move on from anything to do with politics? Yes, let's do Making Britain do great that. again and how we can do everything on our own yes. because that's just asking for trouble at it the is it is companies who are trying to do it all on their own are <laughs> uh, nissan other people trying to break free of the shackles of perceived <laughs> just stop <laughs> okay we warned we were not bringing this up so nissan golden gate etc there are a thousand stories out there this week. Uh, we have linked one, two, three, four, five of only five of them in the show notes. Very quick summary. Um, according to the Wall Street Journal, the Hiroto Saikawa, the CEO, uh, the interim CEO of um, of Nissan. No, he is. No, he was he is, CEO. You know, he is CEO, chairman, but he's interim chairman. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, is you know was about to lose his job, supposedly, according to the Wall Street Journal. At the same time, it's widely thought, and this one by widely thought, there's a story on uh, CNBC, which is also linked in there, about about the fact that basically the people should have, the, the, the board and people should have been should have been overseeing this better. Whether they signed signed paperwork, uh, whether there were meetings about uh, remuneration packages, whatever, the executives should have been aware of that. They should. They it's been going been on for long signing, enough. Yeah, it's been going on for so long. And why didn't it happen earlier? It shouldn't. It shouldn't have needed a, a whistleblower to come out and say something. They should have spotted this beforehand. Well, laws to allow a whistleblower to come out beforehand although quite frankly i'm a bit dubious about who the whistleblower is uh, given on that so the other thing about that is that it will also open nissan and the rest of the board because they are jointly liable certainly as far as the shareholders are concerned mm-hmm. to not perhaps criminal suits but civil suits yes about the quality of their oversight carlos Ghosn and michael kelly is it no it's Michael Kelly, someone else, and uh, whatever the the chap is Kelly Mike is ahead of HR. Kelly. This is Mike Kelly, I think. There is a difference. Mr. One Kelly, former CEO. The other one's my brother-in-law. That's why I'm getting confused. <laughs> the so yeah, Mr. Kelly. <laughs> There's been, you know, it, it's not just going to be them that lose their jobs if if they do over this. It's going to be the people who should have been given the oversight. Now, of course, if this what could be seen as being something of a coup from the inside is not successful, then the people involved are going to basically be out. Yes. So either they're going to get sued because they didn't have enough oversight, they're going to be out anyway because, frankly, if I were chairman, I wouldn't trust the sods. Yeah. Or they're going to be thought of as incompetent. (laughs) Or they're going to be just generally seen as incompetent, which, quite frankly, I can see that one as well. But Nissan are bringing in um, a committee to oversee compensation, which I'm not sure about yet. But also they are talking about increasing the number of external board members so that no one person can wield the power that apparently Carlos Ghosn wielded where no one questioned any of his decisions 
or actions. Yes. We'll read up on groupthink, Nissan Board, and see just what happened there. So, yes, I mean, they're looking at, uh, at boosting the number of external board seats uh, to stop that kind of thing and just, I was going to say, get some new blood into the company, but we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes to external board seats because we've seen what happens when other large automakers have reshuffles and say, we're changing everything. Uh, and what we're actually doing is we're taking someone from the inside. Yes, we're changing everything to look exactly the same. Last but not least, the, uh, I think, think or i understand from from what i've been reading that um what's the word i'm looking for yes basically the agreement with renault the uh you know the friendship of the alliance <laughs> is, is, is is waning somewhat uh, and is a little bit tricky can you tell i'm this is a this is a thin line i'm treading right now it's like apart from game of thrones is what it is <laughs> Busy it's ridiculous eating so, each Renault... other rather than concentrating on doing the real job <laughs> exactly uh the... <laughs> yes so Renault, who is by far the majority shareholder in nissan uh, proposed a shareholders meeting to look at this and see what was happening nissan said nah no, we don't need that. It's, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. We, we were setting up this um, governance committee. That'll be fine. That's all we need. Yes. Similarly, I don't know. We've not really heard anything. I haven't seen any sort of stories saying that anybody had told, had actually told the French commerce minister, who, of course, you know, one of the lead shareholders of Renault, exactly what Carlos Ghosn had was being well. I saw an article today that was headlined saying that Sayakawa was going to go and give a warts and all briefing to Renault of exactly what Ghosn had done, allegedly. Yes. Okay. Well, that's probably quite important. Renault had asked for this for ages ago. It still hadn't happened, and there's no agreement either still about who will act as interim CEO of the Rebel Alliance. Because Renault and Nissan couldn't agree anything at all. The only answer really is the um, is someone from Mitsubishi, but Mitsubishi is so such small fry in the whole thing. I think they're quietly just hoping nobody looks at them. <laughs> no, I think they're getting gently kicked into agreement with uh, by Nissan. Oh, they'll they'll go along with. Uh, yeah, you can you can easily see them going along with Nissan. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I don't think they they're being given any choice in the matter. So that really is is the Gate news yes. for the week. There's so much of it, so many bits and pieces. I also read, and I think I'd read this before, that he was offered, he was at one point offered the presidentship of Lebanon. Okay. And he turned it down. Well, I suppose he didn't have time. Well, possibly. I think it was in charge of everything else, but he decided he didn't really want to be president of a, of a country. It wasn't big enough for him. <laughs> well, quite possibly. I mean, that's basically it. You do wonder. You do wonder if if you can't wield enough power. If if the whole the whole the whole Renault Renault Nissan alliance actually has a bigger turnover than the country of Lebanon. I, I bet the numbers aren't as far apart as we think. No, I imagine no. so. But in a in a rare moment of balance and trying to. Uh, well, not exactly balanced because that makes us it implies that we're trying to do a BBC type editorial thing, which is all wrong. But you spotted something slightly on the positive side for Nissan in a week of all negative. Well, yes, rather than all the negative stuff, I saw there's a press release was sent out this morning, which is 
slowly reloading on my computer. But it's that it, the, their Amsterdam parts, the Nissan Motor Parts Center, uh, it's called, uh, which is the parts center. Surprise. Where is it? It's in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly. They have just opened the largest collective solar roof in the Netherlands. There you go. It'll produce almost 70% of the facility's annual energy needs. Isn't that fantastic? That is amazing. That is amazing. When we did Charge Around Britain, wasn't there a lot of alternative energy stuff at the Sunderland plant when we went past? There are. There are huge windmills. There's about seven or eight of them. Uh, Some of them on the top of the plant, some of them down the side, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I remember. It's just these massive industrial buildings lend themselves brilliantly to things like, so you know, a massive solar panel catching... Because it doesn't, it doesn't do any extra, or doesn't detract anything extra from the the location. If you see what I mean, not no. visibly, and not you don't have to dig up new swathes of land to install these things, which are minimal anyway. So just forget that argument. But, but so yeah, which is having your energy ready mentioned my, my my brother-in-law, who is by the way absolutely not a car person. The biz, the building he he works in is just off the M25 and it has it has a load of those vertical you know the kind of, that I can't do it without waving my arms which doesn't work in an audio podcast you know those kind of vertical swirly roundy type wind generators the, um are they the ventricle Heli- yeah kind of helical ventricle they're things, the ones yeah. you have to use near buildings because of or you used to because of the eddies in the wind flow would cause mm-hmm. they they get captured better in that sort of almost like a DNA spiral isn't it Yes, yes. Um, they get caught better in that, thing. and they do they do much better for rather than the typical propeller blade looking hmm. wind turbines. They are, I mean, they every they new compact. build should or places that you know if there's estates going up should have those installed, in my opinion. And so the yes, even if we're just giving the energy away for free. Well, even if it's just to that house, you know, even if it's just the hot water stuff or a bit of a bit of it, just mm-hmm. every little every little Tesco helps. <laughs> In go. this instance, it just takes an extra bit of strain off, doesn't it? But anyway, sorry. Now, for those of you who think you've tuned into the, the to, if, who think you've tuned into the fully charged podcast, I'm going to be knitting my own muesli. Thankfully, next. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yes. Once he's finished knitting his own sandals, Andrew, would you like to tell us about Uber? Yes, I will. I'd be delighted. Not a cheery one. But this is to do, if you remember earlier in the year, there was the incredibly sad accident where the lady was killed who was walking across a road in Arizona with her bicycle and the car, the Volvo car that was being, that was testing some of Uber's uh, autonomous type technology and software. That's the Volvo car that had the Volvo safety systems disabled. Let's be completely clear about that. Yes, the Volvo safety systems had been switched off because they were... They were doing their job, basically. <laughs> they were over. They were more sensitive than Uber required. Yes, and they're still under investigation over this by the uh, NHTS. Is that, that right? I can't remember the National Highways. No, NHST. No. N- oh God, we're doing well tonight. We've been doing so. We have been doing so. It's NTSB. Yes, National Transportation Safety Board. Sorry, Safety board. everybody. But they're still under investigation over that. Quite rightly. Because, you know, software takes an incredibly long time to go back through logs and all the rest of it, and they need all the information. But a leaked email has come out, because that's what leaked means, Andrew. And it is from Robbie Miller, who was the operation manager at Uber's self-driving trucks, who was involved in this system. 
and he emailed the senior bods at Uber to, or some senior bods at Uber to say, this is ridiculous. This is not doing well. This is not working right. We shouldn't be doing this. We need to shut down virtually everything because, and I'm quoting here from his email, it says, a car was damaged nearly every other day in February. We shouldn't be hitting things every 15,000 miles, which no, they shouldn't be. Um, there, there was it also talks about other car accidents were avoided because people people took evasive action, other people mm-hmm. on the roads. But it also talks that it wasn't. It, it's not just purely their software, but the safety drivers weren't doing a safety driver job because they, as is human nature, and has been proved in many many studies, that if you remove the interaction of the driving people begin to trust it really quickly. They go from a position of no trust to complete trust incredibly quickly where they sit and, I don't know, watch a film on their phone or something like that rather than... Yes, to take hypothetical examples. Yes, taking hypothetical examples. As again, the legal department next to me on my left is sweating a little bit here. After last week's near, near miss... I don't know. I it was great listening back to last week's show because then I could actually hear what you were saying. <laughs> I know it's more than we'd managed when we were actually recording. I mean, the thing I I thought of when I read this is, I wonder how the family who were rushed into agreeing to a pay off by Uber feel reading this now. I think that's a very hard one to decide because I think they have a bit more of a case if. <laughs> This is actually turns out to be true, but we've we've all got to wait for the what are they again? The NTSB to I'm, I, <laughs> to yeah. confirm or we need to see their findings, but that doesn't look good for Uber at all. No, no, it doesn't. But there's good news because because Mr. Miller men, mentioned just there is a former employee of Otto which was inquired by Uber and also worked at Waymo, all for a chap called Anthony Lewandowski. (laughs) Now, we've mentioned him once or twice before. He is, for example, the owner of the most thoroughly catalogued by a nanny sex toy collection in (laughs) Silicon Valley, uh, amongst other things. That we know of. (laughs) That we know of, yes. (laughs) That's been reported in 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 automotive and technology places. Yes, and... Yes, quite, and court papers. Um, but he's back. He's got another self-driving startup. Oh, goody. Yes, well, That's what that we need up. on the roads, isn't it? That's what we need is more of the safeties. But it's all right this time. So his latest startup is called Pronto.ai. I can imagine what the web address is. It's all right because... It doesn't use LiDAR, because LiDAR was what got him in trouble before. It only uses cameras. <laughs> yeah? So it only uses cameras, and he claims mm, okay. to have driven 3,099 miles from the Golden Gate Bridge, and four days later ended on the George Washington Bridge in Manhattan, and he has time-stamped footage of it all, all the way through, as proof that he's done that. And he did it without one, without needing to actually touch the steering wheel. So there were no, what's the word? I've now completely forgotten the word. Human interaction with the vehicle. 
Yeah, there were well, there was no having to take back control. At, there was no disengagements. No disengagements. Thank you. That's exactly the words I was looking for. So there's no disengagements at all in this. It uses only six video cameras pointing front, side, and rear, and is low, each of which are lower resolution than them found in smartphones. And it goes to two neural networks, and that was okay. Now it's highway only. It's not even they've not even attempted to teach it anything that isn't motorway yet. Yeah, because uh, we need to clarify as well. He didn't touch the steering wheel or pedals at any time except for when he needed to park it up or go off and get fuel. So, yeah. okay. Mm. That's like the driverless cars with drivers. Yeah, you know, if it's true, I, I have less worry about that bit in that it's, it's, if, you know, yes. it's a great stunt. I think, that's, yeah. I think that's the key word here, if. I know that Alex Roy... I think he summed it up best, actually. Well, well, the thing about Alex is Alex, you know, Alex has has a little bit of a reputation for coast to coast trips. Oh, and he knows things about autonomous or driver assistance stuff. Uh, conveniently, yes, yes, he does. So we can thoroughly uh, and the sorry, just to clarify, the the Motoring Podcast thoroughly recommends the Autonocast if you are looking for another podcast to do with the uh, autonomous type vehicle information and get keeping up to date do go listen to that yeah it's really really geeky it makes us almost seem normal yes it's great it's brilliant brilliant stuff excellent stuff and it's really interesting i'm I, geeky I'm, I'm underselling it grossly just there so anyway yes that's pretty oh there is a seventh camera by the way it faces inwards to make sure the driver's keeping their eyes on the road and not looking at phones and doing all that kind of stuff there we go. And this was all demonstrated to the Guardian. Mm-hmm. There we are. Yes. As an exclusive, I'll have you know. Yes. So I, I thought we'd want to know what Mr. Lewandowski is is now up to. Let's. I'm sure we'll be speaking about that again. All I can say is I am glad he is on the roads in another country. On another, yes. Separated by an ocean. Yes. Thank goodness. Thank you. Yes. Right, new news finally. Oh, yeah. It's been a bit of a trek there. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> new news and that is actually i think this was today mm-hmm. that no no this is a couple of days ago sorry but a european relaxation of emissions for euro 6 diesels that's the pre september 2018 euro 6 diesels has been overturned by the european court of justice this was mm-hmm. this was brought in to say well euro 6 diesels before september 2018 were actually okay and we can we can live with a little bit of the fact that their emissions are a bit more than what the post september 2018 mm-hmm. ones were and have been judged at the, the difference the difference being by the way that there's euro 6 and there's also euro 6d temp yes which is the post september ones just to make it really easy and easy for us to to cover this kind of news. Yeah. So what what there's um, what they're actually saying is that what the European Court of Justice says is that vehicles do have to admit less than eighty milligrams of nitrogen oxides per kilometer. That has to be that that is the benchmark. There is no relaxation to allow that the pre or the the Euro six to uh, to do that. Um, which was yeah. going to be a hundred and a hundred and sixty eight. So you know that's not even close to double. That's you know, double it and add a few. Hmm. Um, so this means eight specifically. Yes, <laughs> higher mathematics there. One, two, yes. a lot. Uh, but what this means is Madrid, Paris, and Brussels are now considering banning Euro six diesels. That's how serious this is. 
actually, I wonder if they really will, because particularly Paris is encountering a few issues to do with cars and transportation. <laughs> I think there have been plenty of other issues causing carbon dioxide and nitrogen oxide emissions in central Paris recently. Yeah, I mean, how much gets released per tear gas bullet? Um, I thought per, per, I thought it was per burning Porsche actually. Yes, which is just like I just want the I don't care about the car. I just want the insurance money, as far as I can tell. <laughs> That's a different story, though. <laughs> I mean, this is a big thing because these are engines that everybody's been told. Well, actually, the Euro Six are quite you know they're clean and they are relative compared. If you go back to much older ones that are being that are already encompassed in a ban or will be banned in the next year or two by or many recalled. by many many cities across Europe this this is a big step because that will hit an awful lot of vehicles that go into cities if they go down this route so it'd be interesting Agreed. to see if they if they follow this through now and do it yes let's see what happens so often with these things there's lots and lots of talk and then it doesn't really happen. But Paris is already pretty strict on stuff. But so the, but we'll, the cities we'll seem to be really moving on this sort of stuff. I mean they've they seem to be wielding the little bits of power that they have whether you agree with what they're doing or not they are seemingly wielding this power and actioning it. Yes, it's it's true. Well, it's smaller politics you feel they can make a bigger a bigger impact as a result, but yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. complaining that national governments are just not moving fast enough. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. We shall see. I'm sure we'll talk about it much, much more over the next year. I don't think that that's a story that's going to go away. Speaking of stories that don't go away, the Apple Car, only available in white or rose gold, space grey, space grey. Yeah, it's the only colour. Is it's 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 muttering that it's coming back again. Apple's hired, I don't think it is, to be perfectly honest, but Apple supposedly has hired Andrew Kim, who's a designer at Tesla, along with Tesla's chief vehicle engineer. So the rumours are... Bars are not being set very high here. No, then that's not very fair, because people, many people had perfectly good careers before going to Tesla. Okay. Um, Kim... Uh, said in in an in interview in 2017 according to the verge that his focus at tesla was on te- was on designing the cabin space inside the model 3 which you know which is far more yes yes it's that too andrew who's making hand signals in the background in a way that can't be seen by anyone else but it's that too but but the uh we'll see cuz i have a funny feeling that apple want to be doing a bit more than carplay they want to be doing a bit more sort of UI things and bringing that in, into vehicles as a potential supplier, which would be interesting. Uh, Hopefully not just with a touchscreen. I I don't know what's going to happen here. It could just be a whole concept idea. I, I really thing. don't believe they're doing a full car. I can't I don't I believe cannot that at all. see no. why they would want to get into that at all. Maybe slightly more mass transportation type side of things, possibly. Possibly, but there's so many. I, mean, I know Apple come in and they. The thing is, if they go down an autonomous vehicle route, what are they going to offer that makes people go, "Yes, I want to get in an Apple car." I mean, this is the this is the problem that all autonomous 
vehicle developers have to get over. I mean, forget. I'm ignoring the realities of making the thing work. But yeah, that, that's a, actually a separate, much bigger problem. Yeah. But the first but, thing but is, is how is this? Gonna why? Work? Why do I get in that autonomous vehicle as opposed to that one when they're effectively white goods at this point? What What hmm. makes me want to step into that? And yeah. if it isn't the fact that you're able to drive it yourself at other times and it has driving dynamics, if that's your interest in things, because we have to remember in our small corner, not not many people actually really care that the car drives well, is fun, that sort of stuff. How How, how do you stop it just being like a dishwasher? That oh, I just get in it to get to somewhere. I don't care. Well, well, that's exactly it. I agree, and it's like the difference between buying a Mealy dishwasher and buying a whatever Whirlpool dishwasher. Yeah, you know, the, the, there's a cashier in that brand. What people forget is that that Apple do seem to quite often hire people from across the spectrum of all sorts of jobs. They they also yeah because they like to have a lot of diverging influences on their products that they produce. Mm. That's where I was going with this. Yes, absolutely. Because that is, and you know, it's, I think it's something that we both think is a, I think if anybody's listened to us talk long enough about internal appointments is uh, something we thoroughly recommend as part of our consultancy that we are available. <laughs> there are spaces for next year are still available. You'll be surprised to hear, but you'll be are. doing well. You're into February. If you want me, by the way, I'm booked for January. January's full. I think you've got the last week of July for me at the moment. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Is that how you're going? Yes. Yeah. But no, they take lots of, but they take in lots of people, lots of different industries, and they're not necessarily working on the same stuff that they've been working on forever and ever and ever. Which is part of the appeal to going there, I would imagine as well. I think so. Yeah. Is that yeah. you're you're going to be able to bring your enthusiasm, but because you like a thing. Yeah. Anyway, I actually saw a car, by the way, the other day with the registration A1 PLE. I can't remember what type of car it was uh, because I really wasn't concentrating on the grill or anything. And I, and I was driving at the time, so I was distracted enough. But it was white, and that made me laugh. You, afterwards. you don't remember the car. You've let yourself down. I actually don't You've remember what brand it was. Down. I, I, I know, but it wasn't anything as fancy as you'd expect it to be with a number plate like that. It's just on the back of a micro or something. No, no, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was, it might, it was one of the German brands and it was a medium-sized SUV. And I'm sorry, but they interest me so little that they're all just generic blobs as far as I can tell. Yep, that's about right. Sorry. I I feel I am letting ourselves down. Uh, There's another quick text story here, though, Andrew. Yeah, there is. Hopefully quicker than Um, that one, which was meant to be two minutes, but never mind. I'm delighted to see that uh, Hyundai, thanks to Stuart Coulson for passing this on to us, by the way, Uh, uh, and the last one, I believe, but Hyundai are going to sell their Santa Fe in China with the facility to unlock it using your fingerprint. And be able to start it. And if there are multiple users of the vehicle, by that fingerprint, your preferred seating position and mirror positions will be set up for you as well. But it also comes with Baidu, the Chinese company's voice recognition system and wireless phone charger. So, result. Mm-hmm. And this is only going to be happening in China and stay there for quite a while, I think, until they can make sure that it works properly. 
I I think so. I think it's going to be an interest. I I think it's interesting. I think it's quite fun. As someone who constantly, I confessed on Twitter today, uh, you know, I, I have trouble with these cars, with these like keys you have to shove into the steering column and turn them because I always forget to take them out of my pocket. So this all works. Bless you. I know. It, it's such a first world problem. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. It's going to get hacked. We all know that. Let's face it. Yes. Definitely wouldn't have a front door that did had readers like that. So that ain't happening. Mm. Anywho. Yes, quite. Complete change of tack. Hooray. Good news again, though. You all cry. But it is good news again. It's lots of good news this week. Some. It's quite nice. There's quite a bit of good news. For us. Miser- For us, it's a lot. Sod. <laughs> For you, it's a lot. I'm, I'm about middling, but for you, it's loads. You're doing really well. Well done, mate. Thank you. Seven Crossing are now free to use for the first time since 1966. Really? 1966? Apparently so. I actually thought it was longer than that. So the Seven Bridge, uh, no more tolls on it. There you go. They're all gone. They disappeared at the weekend. You can now go to Newport. There you are. There's the things you've got to look forward to on the other side of the bridge. Yes, it, you you no longer have to drive up towards the Severn from the southwest, going. Do I really want to go this way? And spend all that money. <laughs> yeah, it was. I couldn't believe how much it was. Yeah, it was five pounds sixty before to go one way. Yeah, into Wales. It's free to get out. I'm not saying that there's, there's a message there at all, or that possibly that this was controlled by an English company in any shape or form. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's all it's all gone. I mean, uh, the uh, fourth crossings went many years ago, and this has been the last sort of major major toll bridge like this. So, so yes, that I guess it's good. I saw some some joke on 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 the social medias earlier on about someone saying, "Ha let's see everyone from Bristol try and gentrify Newport now." Good luck. <laughs> Cardiff's lovely though. Take advantage of the five of of the fact that it's five pounds sixty cheaper to go to Cardiff because Cardiff's really very nice, surprisingly nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Less good news now. Oh come on! This is predictable news. This is this is barely news. Yes, I know. This is why it's been included. Is because I know we're it's coming pathetic. up to a major national holiday, so therefore we have to have the. <laughs> Traffic panic. And this this Friday is going to be called Frantic Friday. Sorry. They they spent a long time thinking that one up. I jumped the gun on that that's one. That's okay. That's okay. That's fine. So, I was too frantic. So yes, he was. He was too worried about his journey. But yes, Frantic Friday. Um but all mocking aside, this motoring research article on their new spruced up website, which looks quite nice actually, by the way. Uh, well done. It does. Team. Uh, Richard yes, and the team, team and everybody who who did this, but there's an awful lot of information on here to warn you of potential snares. They also talk about how uh, fantastically and again, totally surprising. There's going to be rail strikes because you know safety, not Rhubarb. Christmas parties. Well, it's Northern Rail, isn't it? Come and Southwestern. How how is any well yeah. How is anyone going to tell if they're on strike? They're both pathetic. Oh, Northern Rail is awful. Northern we unfortunately are on the edge of it and sometimes have to use it, and it's it's laughable. 
southwest is is pretty pretty grim, but northern rail is is the pits. It's ridiculous. So if you are taking a journey of any length, uh, really outside of driving to a supermarket to have a fight in a car park over a space, then do have a look at this uh, website and uh, this article, and do just double check if there is any planned works for the route you're taking um it's it's great bit of information in this is it really is an excellent uh it's article cr- um, it's cracking rather than three paragraphs rather than three paragraphs telling you oh, all the roads are going to be busy this one contains genuine useful information so please do go have a look at it just double check would you yep oh fantastic so we've got to guilt minute mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna remind you to um i'm not gonna remind you about our patron I'm not going to uh, remind you to subscribe if you want, because that means you can get stuff more quickly delivered directly to your mobile device, which is the way that the vast majority of people consume podcasts. Uh, What I'm going to do instead is take a moment just to very quickly thank everyone who has supported us in 2018. We, not just patrons, not just people who subscribe, because those those make a huge, huge difference to us. But also, uh, it's worth mentioning all the people from all the PR companies, uh, all the PRs from all the car companies. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> and the PR companies. Yes. Thanks for all the emails. Yes. Uh, and the PR companies who have been lovely as well. All the way through 2018 for vehicle loans, invites to so many things that we've just had to turn down just because work life the unique nature of our situations mean that we cannot unfortunately attend most of the events that people offer for us it's it's it breaks our heart we just can't do it it breaks our heart and we feel really bad when we have to say no there's one there's one particular company big company who have invited us to about four things. We've had to say no to every single one. And I really hope we've got something in early 2019 so I can go, yes, yes, I'll be there. Uh, because it's it crushes me every time I have to send a very polite email of decline. Yeah, because these because these people because these uh companies have reached out to us uh and in a yeah, reached out. No. They've got in touch because that's what human beings do. And they've offered the opportunity to attend events or to talk to them and things like that. It's meant that we can bring, you know, more varied content to everybody. Yeah. And more, you know, interesting content. It's not this. It's not just us doing the new stuff. It's we've got cars to test different cars now with many different manufacturers. That hopefully, people have noticed. You know, we've expanded our list of cars that we've tried and companies that are, are speaking to us about these things and who are, who are who think that is a good idea to lend us cars. And the unique nature of 2018, because it has been a bit of a, it's been a, it's not been the way that we thought it was going no. to be in January, has it? No. Um, has it's meant been... that we've not been able to reach out to as many people or just do the stuff that we've wanted to do this year. You guys have been awesome supporters right the way through everyone. As I say, the car companies, the you you lot listening, absolutely and patroning, and we haven't been able to do. Oh God! I imagine we've only done about two thirds of what we wanted to do this year. I don't I mean, think it's we, even we that won, much. Not even that much. I mean, we won the Breakthrough Award last December, and we managed to do precisely nothing, really, with that. We've done for some. which we huge. We've done some. We've done something. Which we uh, some. Yeah, but not much. No, not as much as we, we. Not as much as we wanted. 
or thought we could do because they never usually match up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. but you know, and so huge thanks and and our apologies to the Guild of Motoring Raters and to Motoring Research as well, and Richard and the team there. We've just not just time has been our biggest enemy this year because I mean, it's, again, I go back to because of the the way that the setup for us is. And because this is not our full-time job, these are not our full-time jobs, that we cannot devote 24 hours a day to this, we we have to make... <laughs> we would love to be able well, to. Absolutely. I mean, that that would be, that is a dream. I mean, it's on the list if you look at Patreon. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the biggest... But, but, but remember, the biggest source of income for us is my, <laughs> is my tax rebate. <laughs> I know. As a result of the podcast, yes. At the moment, yeah. So you know, because because of that, we do have to make things work around uh, me and my family, and we have to work around uh, Alan and his work. You know, there's there are only so many hours in the day. There's only so many free days in the year that we can do things. And uh, rest assured, we are we try our best to maximise those when we do when we get them. Oh yeah, and we'll be doing it again. I mean, I already am booked. Uh, on the event in January, uh, I'm talking year, to companies about um, visitations, which will bring a whole new set of content and things like that as well. Which which I'm sure people will love and be fascinated by. Um, you know, yeah. we, we we started out in this. We've had we've had no people to learn from. We've gone along. We we started out and we've gone from a, a, a situation of zero, zero knowledge about podcasting. <laughs> Yeah. Other than consumers, zero knowledge, knowledge about the car, mo- about journalism, except as consumers, uh, zero knowledge about cars, almost, uh, except as consumers. So we keep making mistakes and we keep trying to learn. So next year will be better than this year. This uh, this year, in many ways, has been better than last year. Mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff that we've got awesome at, or better. Let's not oversell it, Alan. Yeah, come on, careful. Um, uh, which was better... <laughs> Which was better in turn than the year before. So we keep learning from it. We tried to bite off a lot this year. We didn't manage it. Next year, we aim to be better. And yes. that's our aim. Yes. Uh, that re- God, he says repeating himself. Yes, that's that's the aim. That's where we're trying to get to, guys. Thank you all so very much for your support so far. Uh, and we'll be doing everything we can not to let you down in 2019 because you're great. Absolutely. Shall we move on before I'm nice to even you? Well, let's let's stretch it now. Come on. I was almost nice just there. Formula E. Come on, Alan. Uh, Yes, the Formula E season restarted on Saturday. And it started not without a little bit of... um, Controversy? Yes, well, it was Saudi Arabia, so that's always going to be controversial. That's not a great start. But I think it's... Showing the grown-up nature of Formula E now that there's there's lots of the penalties I believe. Well, yeah, there's lots of stuff, but it was interesting. I was what was right. First things first. It was great to be able to watch uh, live motorsport on the BBC. How was that coverage? I couldn't see. I I didn't see anything it, at all. So how was the it coverage? Just it was such a miserable day. It was great to have an excuse to just sit inside and not doing. It started uh, as the race started. It ended pretty much when the race ended. There you go. That's how the so that was the went. BBC Red Button? That was uh, BBC iPlayer, iPlayer coverage. Okay. I, I didn't watch the YouTube co- coverage. I will attempt to do that for the next one in Casablanca in January. Okay. 
yeah, I'll hopefully um, be there as uh, be able to be there. I'd, I'd love to be there. No, I hope <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's nicely. I'm sure someone can manage it. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of improved content that we want <laughs> to produce, <laughs> let's aim high. Um, yeah. No, but uh, I, I hope to be watching that one as well. And I think I will have the many screens open to just sample because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be interesting to see the contrast and see the markets these different broadcasts are aiming at. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying the YouTube one, actually, because it's quite like a bit more warm up. I've just felt it was like, whoa, we're straight into the race. And and I like the, a little bit of yatter. Well, I, I can get Eurosport so I can see the, the, the no, no, there's no need to pull faces, Alan. You know, I... I pay an awful lot of money for apparently three sport channels, which I don't need to revisit. But anyway, uh, but the Eurosport does it does like all the warm up, all the uh-huh. the qualifying, and all that sort of. You know, it's like it's the Formula One coverage. Eurosport does does that, so it'd be interesting to see that against, like you say, the YouTube with the personal YouTube personalities. I'm trying to be polite here. <laughs> the BBC coverage as well. Whether uh, and see if that differs from red button to iPlayer as well. Whether the red button gives us a bit more info, because I know you don't get that. Yeah, well, it was. Um, I mean, it was the, the it was the the standards uh, the the standard commentary. So it was Jack Nichols and I can never remember his name. Scott's bloke. Were they Dario there? Frigidi. Were they there, or was it yeah. in the studio? No, it was them there. It was just okay. a stand, it was the same thing when when they're doing it. and the American blood, the American guy who's just tedious and doesn't really add anything to it at all um, was there and and that was that was say. Anyway, we've talked a lot about the coverage. So, so who won? Race. So uh, Antonio Felix da Costa won uh, for BMW Andretti. So their That's first tight. race. And they so what's important is that it was their first race. And the other reason, not just the coverage, which wasn't really what I meant to talk about, was. Was this was the first race where it was the same car right the way through? Of course. How did that go? Did that make a difference to your viewing? It, as, as someone who's watched it from the beginning, yeah. How was the change? Was the change bad, or was the change? I still need time to adjust. I still need time to adjust. I was thinking. I thought it was bad for quite a long time until in the last like ten minutes, they all suddenly remembered that they could use their boost thing fan boost no no fan boost has always been there oh no no fan boost is something else isn't it it has always been there that's the that's the voted one but they all get their sort of they get their sort of mario kart moment where they get more power for a little while and i've forgotten the name of it they have to hug the outside of a corner don't they and yes and they've got to pass over two lines and that's that's the bit and nobody used it until almost at the end and so it was like, Ugh. so they're still getting used to what that means. Well, they still need to work out the best time to use it because they're going to get told a very short attack, attack mode. mode. Thank Sorry. you. Well done, that man. And it took a while. And some people started, they, they like used attack mode because you have to use your attack mode at some point. So people ended up using it during the safety car and stuff. So it was just there and just ticking down, which was a complete and total waste. It made a difference to people. I mean, the racing was Formula E racing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was it was somewhere between between touring car and Formula One. Well, looking at the picture on the Autosport article that will be linked in the show notes, I mean, it's depending on where which part of the court the chicane you're looking through. It's either two, one, three, 
or five abreast. <laughs> as, yeah. As we've, we've come to, this is obviously early on in the race, but we've as we've come to uh, expect from Formula E, they do get really quite tight well, to each awful. other. Awful. I mean, it was a fantastic, at one point there was a live live feed from the front of one car, as it gave a wee tap on the back of the one in front. I think the Generation 2 cars look pretty good on screen. They're a little bit sci-fi, but they're there and they're but, a test for safety stuff yeah. as well. So I think they look quite cool. Yeah, but also that differentiates them and really makes sure that people don't go, oh, it's just an electric Formula One, because it's not that. It is yeah. not that at all. It's a different type of racing. It is, absolutely. What and, was the and, sound you know, like? Sorry, I keep cutting you off here, but what was the sound like? Because I believe the, the Gen 2 cars sound different. Uh, it's very hard to tell over the telephone. Uh, the telephone? The television coverage, as always. <laughs> Who were you calling at the time, was it? Degrassi? It's just it. <laughs> Yeah, the live in cabin feed, um, and it. And uh, you know that 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 the Prost chap, he nicked my coffee. You know, <laughs> he's not in it anymore. I can't tell the <laughs> Alan Prost story, stole man. my espresso one. That's one of my favourites. <sighs> you see, it's doing me out of good anecdotes here. Well, Drink everyone anecdotes. <laughs> yes. And they didn't mention. Well, I don't think I don't think Qualcomm sponsoring it anymore because they didn't mention the Qualcomm safety card. No, I, don't think safety they are. I don't think they are. No. So I think I could have come to that conclusion without even knowing that. Actually, for various reasons. Yeah. It was different. It was Formula E, but different. Did I prefer it? I don't know. So yet. was this very much a, everybody's still trying to find their feet? They're trying yes. to understand what all the changes mean they're trying to understand because they haven't had long to test these vehicles since the the last the last race of the season really no to get these up to speed i mean we're talking weeks we're not talking six eight months we're talking weeks to get from the the two car scenario to a one car scenario plus add in attack mode plus Plus, plus 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 new plus new drivers new companies plus a new track plus new well you know what it's like the core of the team always says the same. yeah yeah but um, you know but, what I mean yes but it was it was different I think I liked it I just want to see more of it and I want to see people mature into this new car and these these new these new things I I felt it was missing something it was missing that mad scrum in the middle which just jiggles everything up and I don't think that people used attack mode in the way that it's intended yet no, it, it sounds like people were scared of it didn't know what to do with it or just forgot you well yeah but that'll come yeah, I mean it's absolutely like first... this is going to develop over the year I, I know that people will then this is not me dissing it but it's like the first time you play Mario Kart you don't know how to use it. And I know that everyone's going, oh, yeah, it's just like Mario Kart. It's not just no, like Mario but, Kart. But the other thing is as well that this the attack mode was not, the, where it was and how big it was going to be was not revealed until an hour before the race. So it's not like people can build proper, the, substantial, many-layered yeah. scenarios yet because they just haven't done it yet. Oh, and by the way, of all the things, the quality and stuff was cut short by rain. I mean, they're only in Riyadh in the centre of Saudi Arabia. That I mean, renowned, that renowned well, that, damp yes, well, and moist well, environment. Well, well, well known for its tropical climate and rainfall. Um, yes. <laughs> so, you know, that didn't... That, 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 that mucked it up a little bit. Was, was the racing quite even, though? Or were there... Yes. So, so everybody was quite 
close-ish. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That'll, that, that'll be good to watch as it goes as it develops further. Well, to give you an idea, um, we said Antonio Felix da Costa and BMW was first. Uh, his teammate Alexander Sims was 18th. Okay. And lots of mucking about. It's people like Lucas Degrassi, Daniel Abd, who've been around. Well, they're old hands. I mean, Lucas Degrassi did all the test car testing for the first generation, mm-hmm. uh, and he came in ninth, eighth, and ninth. Well, Mahindra so, were third, weren't they? With um, their new they driver. Were. Just quickly, the five. So, shall I do a top five countdown? Yep. So, fifth was Andre Lotterer from DS to Cheetah. They um, they sponsor and support Cheetahs. They got many penalties. They did. They did. Fourth was Mitch Evans of Jaguar. Third was Jerome, I can't pronounce it, Jerome D'Ambrosio of Mahindra. Second was Jean-Éric Verne of DS to Cheetah. Who was leading until he had to do a drive through He had to do a drive through penalty, yes. Well, at least they did a drive through and they didn't just retrospectively slap it on and then Louvre him as first. Well, because they did that to Philippe Massé, didn't they? Well, I've done that so many times. Did they do it to Massé as well, possibly? But, uh, I believe he's... I, I, I was When I was looking through Autosport... Sorry, everybody. I mean, I, I did actually do a, a smidgen of research here. You'll be surprised to hear. I didn't. I just watched the race. Uh, but I, I saw on the Autosport, uh, which you can get through... And another idea of how important people are thinking Formula E is now, it's got its own tab in Autosport's it website. It does, yes drop-down menu. So in there, if you look under news, there is an article about Massa being penalised twice post-race. Yeah, and they need to sort that out just generally on Formula E. That's been a real problem with just the number of post-race penalties. Um, It's not so bad. Is it because they're not doing enough laps compared to, say, Formula 1? They just need to move quicker? I had an in, I had a question which I posed to which I posed to Graham Davidson. You remember way back episode twelve, <gasps> so it's dropped off iTunes. Dun, That's dun, how long dun. ago it was. Still available on our website. We need to have Graham back at some point. Yes, he is always interesting. And he, I forgot where that story was going now. Oh yeah, so I asked him. I asked him. You know the the bar on them how can i tell how much charge they've got because it used to be in the old graphics was always showing you how much charge in the cars i said is it just not an issue anymore or am i looking in the wrong place or what and his response was that's a very good question now i'm not sure try and find out and another couple of people picked that one up so the actual charge thing doesn't seem to be an issue Hmm. but someone did get the penalty for jean-eric verne was for using too much power at one point so it's quite possible his wheels spun up and he, there was a spike of power use oh, okay because there's a kind of limit at any one time unless you're in unless you're in um power up mode attack mode mm. uh so yeah uh Jean-Luc Verne was second and Antonio Felix de Costa for BMW was first right uh, sorry everybody though I just I knew Alan was watching the race I couldn't because of many things happening at this end so I wanted to find out what it was like uh, and pick his brains because he's watched from the very from the very first testing onwards. So he is our Formula E correspondent, and, and that's why we we discuss it because we actually like it. But there is another Formula E quick Formula E article. Yes, there is. Uh, so Alejandro Agag, who is the CEO, he's really the founder of Formula E. Uh, he's going to become the chairman. Why? I, I don't understand why. I don't understand this. This is kind of 
shuffling around, which means that Simon Freer, the current chairman, is going to do something else, I imagine. Mm. But this, I don't know. Jean Todd and the FIA take an awful lot of interest in Formula E. Well, Jean Todd was the other, it was him and a guy that did it, started it, had the idea. Yes, well, well, whether he had the idea or how much a different matter, Jean he Todd definitely supported had, it. Yes. <laughs> He, he, well, was, he was helpful and instrumental in it coming to be, shall we say. <laughs> Still, Jean Todd, responsible for the um, Peugeot 205 T16. So let's all remember that whenever we talk about Jean Todd and not the FIA. But he has appointed Natalie. He has, yes. Well, that's so awesome, isn't it? It's not yes. all bad. It's not all bad. I'm being incredibly unfair. Jean Todd also is absolutely tiny. He really is small. <laughs> Did he steal your espresso as well? <laughs> no, he didn't. Someone even smaller Drink did again. that. <laughs> right, shall we move on to our uh, predictions? Because we're going big on Let's, this show. We'll wait. We, we are, are going, going big, big on, on this show. This one. It's, it's the end of the year, everyone. It's the end of the year. This is our last new show recording. So we're going all in. It's the end of the year. And there was loads of news. There was loads of news, which was just not expected. Everybody should be having Christmas parties and shutting up about now. Uh, and yet Nissan have to go and ruin it for us all. Um, <laughs> yes. <sighs> Should we start off with last year's predictions? Okay, I'm going to read out yours, and then we'll do we'll do the scoring. So in 2018, Alan predicted for Alan negative. I've stolen these from episode 150. So we've done 76 episodes <laughs> since this time last year. We can, we've not had time for anything. We've done 76. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Oh, uh, but, uh, sorry, Alan Negative. There will be continued double-digit percentage drop in new car registrations month-on-month month until May 2018, after which drops will become single figures or cease. I'm counting that as a point for Alan. Yes! Because, unfortunately, he was correct in his negative. Now, moving on to Alan Positive. There will be significant improvement in hydrogen refueling infrastructure, which will make a Le Jogue trip possible by a production hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. And whilst I'm very sad that we didn't do it, Autocar did I go from Land's End to John no. no, 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 no. I question that because you specifically said the infrastructure. I do not believe it is the infrastructure that no. has allowed this trip. I believe it is the range of the new hydrogen vehicles they used as opposed to the iX35 you were in. I believe that you're wrong because the Mirai has been around just about as long as the iX35. Uh, It was around at the time that I made this prediction and had been around for maybe two years beforehand. So actually that's complete pants. Are they not in the new Mirai? No. There's no new Mirai. There isn't, is there? No, it's the same mirror. Okay. If it is, I've the, even if seen the car the same, that did it. If it is the same, then I will. Are we going to have to go to independent adjudication and get someone from? If it is a, if it is a 2018 model, then you will lose your point because you you mentioned infrastructure specifically. Do we have to ask Toyota yes, if there do. has been a change to the yes, Mirai? I still, I'm claiming this as a point pending being wrong. Okay, yes, adjudication. Oh. Right, Alan Silly, Ferrari will actually quit F1. That has not happened. Alan's wild card, new Toyota Supra will be available with a grim version from launch. 
I say yes. Well, the trouble is, the problem here is, you're a year one too year early. on, it's still not been bloody launched. Sorry. Naughty word alert. It's still not been launched. Yeah. I, I, people have driven it. We're on an Alphas-esque lead-in It's, it's awful. I mean, it's almost a Honda NSX. The the trouble with this is that it is all they are going big on the gazoo racing nurse. And by the way, if you still need wrapping paper, do go to the Toyota blog thing and they're they're selling charity wrapping paper based on the based on the wrap that they've been using on the A ninety Supra. Do go along and, and order some. I'm going to order some anyway, just for fun, uh, not because actually I need to wrap any more presents. Uh, but um, but do do it. Sorry. Anyway, so we're, we're, so so that's an it's a nil point there too. I'm afraid, is not it your really, fault. No, uh, it's not your fault. I don't. I but think the fact that's is, overly harsh. No, no, the, no it's not because there is no launch, and there is no announcement of whether it's going to be a GRMN. But it's they're going so big on no, the, it's not the your on fault. the link. It is not and your fault. Have, I, what can you say? Launched... It, this is all down on Toyota. So two, right? Okay. Move on. Right. So let me go through Andrew's then, and then I can be a git about them as well. Andrew negative. There will be a death as a result of an accident with an autonomous vehicle or a vehicle testing autonomous functionality. We've already covered that in this episode. Sadly, he's right. Yes. That is very depressing that I am, but I... Yes. Yours is correct on that one. Andrew positive. Under new ownership, Lotus will announce two or three brand new models... That does not include special editions. No. Mm. I'm giving him half, actually. There was one model's been announced, isn't it? They have announced they're going to do a multi bajillion hypercar, pound hypercar, which, to be honest, I feel is beneath Lotus. (laughs) Yeah. We're just securing funding. (laughs) Funding secured. Six months, nine at the outside. Sign up early. We never cover Tesla. This is why. So, anyway, Lotus announced they've not. They've announced one model. I'm going to give you a halfer for that, okay? That's very kind Cause, of you. Because at the time, we didn't know that Geely were going to buy Lotus. No. Andrew's silly one. A startup will announce they're developing an autonomous submersible car because flying cars are so 2017. Flying no. cars, the city aforementioned Geely, <laughs> are still 2018 submersible has not entered into it mate i'm really sorry no 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 points oh hang on that was a one and a half and a no andrew's wild card a government-backed scrappage scheme is announced on top of manufacturers this this got so close i believe this this got was this was they were pushed on diesel very, very close, weren't they? Very, very close. It didn't happen. I'm sorry, mate. No, that's fair enough. So fair enough. One and a half. Pending pending a response to from Toyota pending a response from Toyota. One and a half to one. One and a half to two. Pending a response from Toyota. That is a victory for Alan. <laughs> who also believes he's correct on the Toyota one. Hence pending. So, yes, win for me. Pending adjudication. Pending adjudication. We like these nice, clean things I'm <laughs> that right. don't require follow-up. The mirai has not been changed. Okay, okay. So, I'm, I'm, no I'm, real I'm, pending I'm, I'm fully prepared for that to be the case. I am, I am. I'm not being particularly difficult there, but I do want it clarified, please. 
If I you could get not. your lawyer to speak to my lawyer, that would be fantastic. Okay. Come on then. This year. This year. Twenty. Sorry, 2019. 2019, yeah. next year. I have a positive. So am I it's doing not... all of mine, or am I doing positive, and then are you doing positive? Yeah, we'll go one on one. This is this is production production values in action here. We do yeah. actually have them both written down. So positive. Yes. We have all braced ourselves for the new defender to be a bit rubbish. <laughs> okay, but, this is the positive. <laughs> but it won't be. Okay. There we go. The new what are we judging that decent. by? Because as we know, <laughs> we're judging it by the by the immediate reaction of the British press. <laughs> <laughs> Just take your point <laughs> down. Just... <laughs> oh, this is there's no oh, point in that. Oh God! God, we're going to be ostracised so badly. Never mind. <laughs> Nobody knows who we are. We're fine under the radar. They do know who we are because <laughs> we're getting invited to things now. Let's just see, because it could be a crushing, awful disappointment like the Disco Five, or it could be really, really good like the good stuff, like the Jimmy stuff. Like, like the chimney. It could be. A, we could. We don't know what it looks like. It could be a chimney. We could be absolutely delighted by it. Although yes. nothing's quite as cute as a chimney. Anyway, no. so that's my positive. Okay. Well, I've got many positives, which will surprise people. <laughs> you had none earlier. On. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Re- I'm gonna read my. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I've I've stretched myself a lot here. Okay. Uh, I've gone into a happy place and thought things. Right, so I'm going to start with the one that I th- I'm officially putting down, and then I'll mention a couple of others which okay. would run us up. So my official positive is that we will still have a healthy car industry at the end of 2019. That's my positive. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's <clears throat> yes. Go right. Go so positive. So, so yeah. No, I'm I'm aiming really very high on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I not expecting any points, particularly if you see my negative list. <laughs> So that's the official one, yeah? That's the official. Right, some runners-up. One of them was, fun is seen as a positive, and more cars have it, a la i30N. Mm-hmm. Also, that we will continue to get new and interesting car content from TV, YouTube, websites, magazines, podcasts, etc. Because I think this year we have had some stunning stuff that has been produced. We have had some real quality magazines there's three magazines that have come out that are very they're beautiful very short subscription based jobbies that have been that everybody has raved about and i've seen from the stuff i've seen of them they look fantastic the content looks awesome we've got some great websites that have come to prominence Uh, just quickly i have all of those magazines and they're all Ace. I mean, we've had web, uh, websites like Not Too Grand has had a, a, a flush of energy into it, and that's been brilliant. We've got YouTube like Hubnut. I mean, the, his his stuff is just amazing. The, I mean, the adventures and experiences that we've all been able to go along with him because mm. of the way that he does his stuff is, is that Ian does his stuff is just brilliant. It's wonderful. I tried to ape it earlier on and failed miserably. <laughs> Ten minutes of waffle. The TV as well. I mean, we're going to get Johnny Smith. Tom Lazy Ford, Boy Garage. I believe it's with called. With the Lazy Boy Allegedly. Garage is coming out soon. We've got fresh Grand Tour coming out soon. We've got fresh Top Gear coming out soon. We've had Fifth Gear resurrected. We're going to have a new Classic Cars with uh, Vicky Butler Henderson on it uh, and the other really tall chap whose name I've forgotten because I'm a dreadful human being. That's going to be broken. Richard getting... Porter? 
No, it's not him. But he's on it too, though. We we're gonna we've got all this stuff that is coming out from people who are trying their best to make stuff for us to listen to. There's new podcasts out there as well where people are having conversations and things like that. So that's just utterly brilliant at what we're getting as as car nuts. I don't believe we've had it better. No, I think it's going to be genius when it comes uh, and if you look at the magazines we've the more mainstream magazines we've got, I think they've upped their game a bit. I think things like Evo have tweaked what they've done and I think they've got quality content month on month. Top Gear is great. Autocar is excellent. You know, these these magazines that we can car as well. Uh, I like a lot of what they've written recently. Um, so I think the content we get, we are sometimes dismissive as just a general we. We're sometimes dismissive and maybe take for granted. But there are people busting the gut to to put stuff out for us to enjoy. And I think yeah. what we've had in 2018 has been awesome. Yes. We've had awesome stuff in 2018. I believe that's going to get even better in 2019. I think some of the TV channels have rediscovered rediscovered motoring programming. Oh, well. I, don't have to, I haven't even mentioned, I'm talking to TV, um, uh, TV's Paul Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And that's coming oh, back again. in trouble for that one. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's coming back again. And, and my last positive one is that uh, you and I go on another road trip. Yay. So, there we go. That one's in our own hands. Oh, as it were, yes. That's what she's silly. Uh, we've not done our negatives yet, mate. Have we not done the negatives? That was did, you we, being did we hesitant. start with positives? Oh, yeah, we sorry. Started we started with positives. With positives. Yeah. So I'm looking at last year's list and we started with negatives and then Oh, we sorry. It's just the way I've written them down here because that's the way they were written down in your list. So negative. Okay. We'll still be discussing Nissan stroke Renault and Carlos Ghosn in July. I think that's a big shout. I don't think we will. There we go. Okay. All right. Okay. I like that one. Mm. I have. I decided it wasn't too negative. I was going to be more negative, but I lessened my negativity, actually. I have, which I know everyone will be incredibly surprised at, many options for the negative. God. You don't have to go through them all, mate. No, it's okay. I, I've, I've got I've got four, but I'm, the one I'm going to officially put in is that London, this is on the back of another article mm-hmm. today, London will announce ban of pre-September 2018 diesels. Ooh, I think you're in for a good shout on that one, to be honest. I don't think they'll allow the others to get away with that when they have the opportunity to do it. Whether it'll be implemented this year, I'm not sure, but they will announce they it. They will definitely announce it. Yeah. Oh, I think you're in for a good shout with that one. Okay, yeah, um, just a just a quick glance over some of the other ones. New car registration figures will... Uh, the word I've used is plummet. And I've also said, and I, I'm, I'm so sorry for these poor people that have been there and been totally let down by management over many, many years, but I think Ellesmere Port is doomed. Oh, yeah, that's almost a given. Yeah. Sorry. I so. had another negative one about, about JLR closing a plant, and I decided it was too negative to be my official one. Yeah, similar thinking. Right, silly ones. Come on, let's all right. Let's up the up the beat again. Silly one. Uh, the Geneva Motor Show will ban one thousand brake horsepower supercars. I wish they would. So no, boring. they can't because they've got a lot of space to fill now. Well, they do this year, don't they? <laughs> no Ford, no Volvo, no JLR. Mm. On the other hand, that horrible bit where you always get stuck every year—it should be nice and clear. No, Tata's going to be there. I know. Tata's well, that's still it. Coming. I believe and they that want the... somewhere. They want a lot of room. Tata and the rest of Geely will still be there. I think. 
I think there'll be other stuff to fill that. I, I don't yeah, think yeah. it's going to be as dire as you think. Anyway. So, my silly. <clears throat> Divide. Oh, start. <laughs> that was a good start. Yeah, I'll try using English even. Designers reverse the trend of smaller rear windows after a series of high profile road testers vomit whilst in the rear seats. It's my campaign for oh. the uh, equal rear window heights. Right. <laughs> that was that's my official silly. That's your official silly. My one of my uh, well I've I've got a I've got a couple of others because you didn't use one that I mentioned earlier. So well, you, you will you run with it. But a couple of others is uh, another one is I'll finally get out my autonomous vehicle special edition. <laughs> oh yeah, well, there's no chance of that. <laughs> and the other one is that Lotus bans future limited editions. Yeah. Well, I think that I think really sillies, by the way, should count as treble points whenever we're counting them up next year. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll go yeah, with that. Tre- treble if, points if on a silly. So because they sure shouldn't. They shouldn't happen. They shouldn't happen. No, they absolutely shouldn't happen. What's your wild card? Wild card. Elon Musk. Oh God. <laughs> it's a good start. That we'll still be predicting summon mode next year, and we'll still be waiting for it. Okay, that's that's. I think you've got a point there. <laughs> that's an easy one there. I thought I thought one of us had to touch the autonomous vehicle one, but not in too negative a fashion. Well, it's either that or saying that it will drive across America. He'll get yeah, a Tesla. No, no, summon mode's not even going to happen. Okay. No. Right, my wild card. Again, relating to something we've discussed tonight, but Formula E popularity grows massively following the Gen Two cars. And the lack of swapping in races, the fact that it's on many more pay or many more free to view channels, so BBC, YouTube, all that sort of stuff. Cool. That's my wild card. That's a good one. Like it. I, I thought this remotely positive as well. So hmm. I, I try. Can everybody note that I tried really, really hard tonight to be somewhat positive? Well done, Andrew. Yes, it is noted. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, there were a couple of things. You know what? I haven't given you any warning of this whatsoever, but I was going to ask, what was your favourite car you'd driven in 2018? And what was the coolest thing you'd we done? We can't do that. We've got a submitted prediction first. A prediction? What for? We had, we had a submitted oh, prediction. Oh, we had a submitted prediction. Yes. Do you want to cover the submitted prediction? I'm then? sorry. Sorry. When it, was su- when it was submitted, I didn't realise it was a prediction. I just yep. thought it was quite a wise piece of... No, I no. just thought it was very wise, actually. This is from uh, Simon Harris, who is the editor of Business Car, uh, and he saw me mentioning the, the, the prediction show. So he mentioned that, and I'm going to quote here from his uh, tweet, no deal Brexit would mean no ultra low stroke zero emission vehicles sold in the UK. Waiting lists are long and outside the EU 27, UK registrations won't contribute to the EU CO2 fleet average. Manufacturers will divert volume into the markets that matter. And I think he's bang on. With I that. think he's yeah. I think there's a lot. To I think he's absolutely bang on there. That's a great one, Simon. Uh, yeah. you are you are Bob on, and that actually ties in uh, again. Not really related news, but today the EU was uh, the EU suspended Britain from the uh, special selling or buying in your. Yeah, for the agreements of it, it's essentially the energy per uh, energy. Buy and sell across borders type setup, isn't it? Um, so, so yes, 
they they banned us from that. Given the Brexit uncertainty, I can expect this happening a lot more before March, and then goodness knows what. Nobody knows what. So yes, that'll be. That's probably coming up. Yeah, I think that was the first very very visible reaction to it because there's been there's been lots of stuff that people haven't noticed like cuts in funding and stuff like that but that's a very visible very public no, I don't move you. sorry you were going to ask me before then anyway so i was going to ask you what i meant to say was cars be driven what was your favorite and just anything awesome else that you particularly thought was particularly awesome that happened during the year that we'd done <laughs> Okay, favourite car I drove. This, for a lot of the year, this was very, very easy. This was astoundingly easy for me I'm to say. I'm amazed that I don't already know what it is then. Because I knew what it was for most of the year. But closer to the end, that changed and it got much tighter. But I will stick with my favourite car of the year, was the Hyundai i30N yeah. performance. Yeah, I, I the one, the non-performance that I had was, um, I'm going to answer, partly answer my next thing. For me, it, it provided me with my, the non-performance version, provided me with my drive of the year, really, to me, which was my uh, paddleboard Heathrow in seven hours. <laughs> Run uh, across the continent, and that was awesome. It was such a competent car. I loved it. Really like that car a lot. Yeah, so cool, and for the price, um, there was. Ah. It, it just reminded me because I'd got stuck into a bit of a rut. But it reminded me that cars can be infectiously fun. Yeah, and they yeah. don't have to be serious. They can still do the job, but they don't have to be serious. And they can be silly, and they can be. Uh, outrageous and daft yet not look it you know they don't have to look it at the same time and it just it when we had it it brought you know it brought joy to everyone who was in the car everyone laughed everyone smiled because it made pop bangs whizzes and all this sort of stuff and it was it was just daft yet it was comfortable so brilliant work by Hyundai on that one Brilliant, brilliant yeah. work. Cracking car. Best experiencey thing? Um, best experiencey thing. Well, we've done we've done a bit. I mean, the... when you start thinking about it, we've done a bit. Even and I know that there's lots of stuff that we haven't talked about that has or hasn't been recorded that people haven't heard yet. Yeah, I mean that people will hear in the new year. Some tell us what it is. Go on. Tell us what it is before it comes out in the year, so they're at least on tender hooks of it. Because I'm very the jealous. pod. The podcast went on a driving day with Aston Martin. The po- Andrew went on a driving day with Aston Martin because yes. I Aston Aston Martin got in touch with us, which which is which is kind of cool in itself. There's been a few companies that have got in touch with us rather than us getting in touch with them this year, which I have to say is the most pleasing Bizarre. thing. <laughs> because that I I take that as a lot. Uh, uh, apart from the fact that there's so many people listen to us and so many people support us and so many people chat to us, but that companies can see the value in what we're doing, that they it, it warmed the cockles of his bitter little heart. Everyone <laughs> that they <laughs> say we we like what you're doing. Can we speak to you? 
please. Yeah, that's where we And that's very, um, yeah, it's, it's, there are times when you need an ego boost and you need, you need reminding or letting know that what you're doing is decent. And that's one of those times. And it for, was welcomed. For goodness sakes, boost his ego occasionally, please. <laughs> Makes my life so much easier recording these. <laughs> yeah, my Slack messages improved dramatically. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Driving a D- DB11 and the new Vantage. That's pretty, pretty, that's pretty nice cool. considering it was a hundred and ninety one thousand and a hundred and doesn't do no, to add a lot these of money up. on the road <laughs> than i was behind the wheel of and 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 getting to meet the team to do with aston martin as well uh and and just chat to them and stuff it was that that was incredibly special i also loved the double header we did with the i30 yeah that was that was i mean i, I loved the i30 that, so. that was I, I like doing that as well and The, all the people that have spoken to me on rear view this year that i mean the the fact that they say yes that still blows me away <laughs> well no first of all they say oh no well yeah the, there's really boring there's an awful lot of that that goes on no well i want to hear you and it's my bat and ball so that'll do for starters and then let's worry about everybody else but the fact that these people do say yes is is just great the first thing yeah that's cracking. And yeah, more of that in 2019. How about you? Cool. What was your standout thing? Is there a standout thing? Yeah. Rally Sweden. <laughs> I had such an awesome weekend. And I probably didn't create as much content as I should have done as a result, but it was absolutely fantastic. No, but I think that goes back to what you were saying before, that we're no one, we've got no one to guide what we're doing. No one does what we. No one does what yeah. we do. Well, that's sort of... We're having to learn this as we go along. Yeah, it it, it was abs. No, for me, it was just so cool. It was it was so brilliant. I've always wanted to go to a proper rally. I didn't believe I would ever get to one, let alone one in all the snow and stuff. And the company was great, and the it was brilliant just seeing these cars and hearing these cars and feeling the power of these cars and and get basically the best of rally sweden over two days and it was absolutely genius so thank you toyota that was brilliant and part of it was to give me a better feeling about the the grim when it arrived so are you going to be able to fit that rear wing now that you stole i don't know what's the i think i've got to wait a year yeah yeah so about about may next year i think that was really it okay yes Yes. Well, it was Jan. It so was how many miles have you done, well, you've yeah, done your car by then? <laughs> 10,000? I don't know. 10,000? So am I at, what do you mean? I'm at 11, 11, 3 at the minute. Has anyone done more than you in this country than one of them? <clears throat> are are you going to be pushing boundaries know. again like you did with the MX-5? The person Possibly. who talks about cars who's it done the most got... miles in an MX-5 of that generation. I, I would imagine. Well, I am definitely the person who talks about cars who has done the most miles in an M- in a Yaris GR. There's no doubt about that. Cool. cool. I would be amazed. So, have you, have you sure started? Correct um, me if I'm wrong. Trying to think of what your next obscure car will be, no. potentially in a couple of years' no. time, so you can still maintain this this level of uniqueness. No. <laughs> not at all. Genuinely, not at all. There is nothing else. 
I mean, at the time it was a killer because it was between the i30N and the GRMN and the fact that there were only going to be a maximum of 100 was the winner. This was a debate that was had mm-hmm. with Hyundai. We've got two up here. Um, I know. There are a couple around mm. you. Yeah. Um, but no, that that's it. I've not seen another one on the road. Mm-hmm. Not even when there were two in the same car park. <laughs> uh, well, oh, that's not true. Well, okay, so I saw some at the Toyota's Toyota's press garage, but that's not. Tr- that's that doesn't. So you're going to take up Toyota's um, latest press release? Uh, uh, <laughs> I yes. Thought you would. <laughs> Just needs to be a small debate, having read the detailed regulations about whether. Mr. Clark and I enter two cars, or if we only enter one. Okay, car. interesting. But we better get our fingers out because I need to debate it with Mr. Clark, and I haven't had a chance to speak to him because he's been sorted out. Sorted out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, let's let's move on to our and finally because we we are um, yes, sorry, we're now in waffling stage. We're way over. This is a Good real God, bonus. Yes. Edition. This is going to keep sorry. you going over Christmas I, I, I and would, New Year, everyone. I would say I'm sorry. No. I'm really not. Uh, there's been a little bit of self puff, and frankly, we never. No, do seven, that, so. Seventy-six episodes since last year. I think we can. <laughs> yeah. Right. Go for it, mate. You know, the other year, last year or the year before, Porsche had to put out a video to tell us all how to re- pronounce Porsche or Porsche, and now we all now it's we Porsche. all know that it's Porsche. Porsche. So that that's fine. Unfortunately, they've released a car, or they're going to release a car that's confused everyone again. So, it's called the Tun, called isn't the it? It's no, the no, it's the Tun because the A Y C and A are all silent. No, it's it's just the everything is silent because <laughs> it's an electric. Is it not the <laughs> to car? No, well, right, okay. So, so what looks like. The Taycan. That's what it looks like. Yes, River Tay absolutely can. I mean, that's it. That's it. Well, if you think of all the possible permutations of the pronunciation, it is not the one they have chosen to run with. I I have been through them all in my mind. So T-A-Y-C-A-N is apparently pronounced Taycan. As it tie, as in fighter, card, as in card for those yes. nerds out there. Yeah. But as it as it uh, actually rounds out in this Jalopnik article that is linked here, where you can watch the video to this, we'll all go on happily calling it the Taycan because that's how it is. I mean, if you if yes. you want it to be pronounced in a particular way, you should have spelt it in a particular way, not Taycan. Or you know, do the whole. The, the, the whole Kia C apostrophe mm. D, you know, or g- give us some hint. G- just give us something. I still think that Mission E was a much better name, by the way. The Michoni. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. It's ridiculous. So, anyway, uh, West, I am. Uh, whilst I am happy of knowing that it's Porsche, knowing that it's Taycan, no, that's silly. It just sounds a little bit sort of made up yes. northern, doesn't it? It's 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 the name of a wine bar. Uh, special editions. There's one out this Friday. One out. Amazingly, Friday. it's not a car review. But well, it's not just a car review. 
Oh, no, it's not. No, no, no. I, I know what it is. Yes, yes. It's not just a car review. There's some nerdism in there as well. And this is our last recording for 2018. Yes. So we've done a double. New show will be back. We'll be recording on Tuesday, the 8th of January, provided nothing untoward happens. Naturally, the audio version will be out on Wednesday. Can't remember my days of the week. The 9th mm-hmm. of January. So that's it for Parish Notes. Uh, other than really, let's just mm-hmm. wind round up, I suppose. Uh, don't forget that between now and then, you see, this could have been so much smoother, couldn't it? Uh, you can give us any feedback, share your thoughts of the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget about patron it's still there motoringpodcast.com slash support and don't forget that you can subscribe on apple podcasts or google podcasts or how or through whichever podcast app you may desire andrew best way to get in touch with you uh, whilst i have been very quiet on the social medias uh, twitter is actually the best way to get in touch with me i will be on there more now because things have or will be calming down soon in the next 12 hours or so so if you search for Crack Windscreen, you will find me there. And Alan, if people would like to get in touch with you and not receive a response very soon, what are the best ways for them to get in touch with you? <laughs> Twitter is the best way for me. I'll be away over Christmas and New Year with dubious amounts of reception. Thank you, Franz. <laughs> the Yes, my handle there is at AJP Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. As I say... We won't be back until the new year. But until then, have a very, very happy Christmas and a great new year. And we look forward to speaking to you again then. In the meantime, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.